Welcome to BusinessWise, the program that provides you with tools of management developed by L. Ron Hubbard that puts you more in control of your business and indeed of your life. Our guest today is Ben Kugler, CEO of Distribution Video and Audio, a market leader in the entertainment distribution business. If you are involved in sales or marketing in any way, this is one show you don't want to miss. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Entrepreneurs, what are they all about? By 1985, Ben Kugler had brought Millard Maintenance to some 1,400 employees. Uh, they were the second largest uh, commercial building cleaning operation in the Midwest, uh, doing some 17 million square feet per night. Now, CEO of DVA, Distribution Video and Audio, doing 10 million units per year, and I'm very happy to welcome my guest, Ben Kugler. Hi, Artie. Thank you very much. So, Ben, what, born with uh, entrepreneurial genes? Well, Is that what it's about, or what? I don't know about born with it, but I do remember uh, from actually the age of six that I, I, I wanted to, to go into this uh, family business, and hmm. I always had this thing about being the biggest and the best. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't quite know what it took to be the biggest and the best, but that dream was there. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we, we definitely accomplished that, uh, almost accomplished it. It certainly was uh, the second biggest, and it was probably the best in, in the Chicago area. Well, Avis, we try harder. We're number two, right? That's right. Okay. That's right. And, and, and with this, this other business that I have with three of my sons and about uh, 40 other people, uh -huh. very different business, uh, the, the two different extremes. One is, is probably, uh, uh, from the standpoint of excitement, contract cleaning or building maintenance, which could some people would see as a big yawn. Paint, paint drying. Exactly. Right. Okay. Watch the paint dry. Uh, but it's very recession resistant, and, and, and uh, it was a good business versus the business we're in today, which is the entertainment distribution business and the liquidation of product. Mm -hmm. uh, by that, I mean video, uh, DVD, uh, CD music, video games, audiobooks on tape, and hardbound books. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very now, competitive, this, this is new business, not that the, the contract cleaning wasn't competitive, but this certainly is competitive. What's the edge? Uh, where do you gain the advantage? Well, my area of expertise has always been in the area of sales and marketing. Mm -hmm. And the, the key here is, is really communication. Uh, that, that is something that uh, is, is really learned. It's, you're not, you don't necessarily know it uh, from scratch. And this is where the Hubbard method of, of management uh, really helped me and my salespeople a great deal in both businesses. Mm -hmm. And what would you say, uh, what did you bring in specifically that uh, assisted in sales and marketing? Well, 
several things. The, the staff had to be hatted as to, first of all, when you're dealing with an individual, a prospect, that this is an individual. This is not just some person that you don't really know or care anything about. You're, mm. you're going to have to treat this individual like royalty, with, with mm. great dignity and respect. And to the degree that you do that, and you start even with the, uh, let's say, the prospect secretary, uh, you're going to have your, the entry is going to be there for you. But mm. if, you, if, you, if you treat people as though uh, you, you belittle them or uh, they're not uh, really uh, worthy of your time, then you're going to lose them. Interesting. So you're, you're really referring to business manners. Exactly. And I, and I know that within the Harvard system, Harvard says that you, you can ignore people at your peril, that people are important. That's right. So that's a, that's a, a, a what, a, a, a concept or a, a part of the culture of DVA that you've worked hard in bringing into being? Well, exactly. Uh, and and there, there's also this other concept of exchange. Uh, when you're dealing uh, initially with a prospect or after this, even after you've consummated the sale, the exchange has to be in abundance. Uh, and, and this is one of the things that's always separated, I think, our company, whether it's the current company, DVNA, or Millard Maintenance in the past, from our competitors, is that we, we realize that there must be an exchange in abundance from the very initial call when we're dealing with the individual through the sale and the delivery of the service or the product. There has to be something additional that we're giving them, some reason why they continue to come back to us mm. and, and want us as a customer, as a as a, uh, a vendor. So you know that's very interesting because I, I, in my previous shows, uh, there's been a, a pattern within uh, many of the companies that use the Harvard management system exclusively. Mm -hmm. And this factor of exchange and abundance uh, seems to come up a lot. But coming up from a marketing and sales-based company is interesting because I think the general view in the environment is you know, when, especially when you're heavily involved in sales and marketing, is get the product out there, make the sale. So you get this intensity that goes very high until they make the sale, and then it drops. Yeah, that's true. Uh, one of the things that have, has to be instilled from, from the sales end to the delivery end is, is what I refer to lovingly as this magic triangle where you have three sides to a, uh, three corners to a triangle, and you're going to have service, which must be an exchange in abundance. Your price must reflect something that is exchange in abundance, and the relationship with the individual. If you have all three of those corners, mm -hmm. no one will ever unseat you. Mm -hmm. But if you're weak in any one of the three, you're going to have a problem. Well, how do you do that? How do you do that? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, it makes a lot of sense, but uh, how do you get that relationship going and well, put it all together? Well, the first thing you do is you make people aware within your company that that triangle exists. Mm -hmm. And to the degree that they understand its existence and then drilling, you actually drill with them, uh, role playing so that the, the, the essence of what is coming from the top of the company filters down to everyone else. Mm -hmm. And when you say role-playing, give me an example of what you mean by well, that. Well, we would, we would drill. Uh, for instance, let, let's begin uh, prospecting. Mm -hmm. It's the part of selling that most people don't like. It's the hardest part. So uh, we, we would have a particular pattern. Now, it's not a rote pattern because nobody likes 
someone talking to them on the phone where they sound like a robot. You mean when they call up on the phone and say, how do you do, and they read this script? Exactly. And, it's, it, right. You can tell that you're talking to someone who really doesn't care about the person at the other end of the line. They don't right. care enough to make it their own. They don't care to, to project uh, the feeling that that, that gal or, or guy on the other end is somebody that they, care, they actually mm -hmm. are concerned about. Right. So that's all right. So DVA has a, a cultural viewpoint, certainly, that the customer is important, uh, the customer is treated, as you mentioned, as royalty. With great dignity. With great dignity. Okay. Right. Now that takes also having a certain uh, uh, amount of ability amongst employees, or certainly having the right employees. Where does that fit into DVA? Well, that's a very good question. Uh, in the two companies that I, I oversaw, our staff was the most important resource that we had. Now, now in the current business that we have, you know, we may we may go through millions of units of video, music, etc. But that really isn't our most important resource. Resource. It's it's the people that are are the essence of this this company. Now, if there is a, it's interesting. Hubbard Hubbard said that there's three types of people. There's the willing, there's the wholly shiftless, and there's the defiant negative. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now. I'll take anyone. The shiftless as in lazy. That's correct. Right. That's correct. Mm -hmm. Now, I'll take anyone who has a willing attitude. They may not know anything about the position. They may not have ever sold anything. But if they manifest a real willingness, then from senior management, we're going to care about that individual and work with them and help them make it. And that, that, that's really the essence of it. That's interesting. So w w what, what Herbert's alluding to there is that you've got the, the negative, uh, defiant, uh, it can't be done, it mm -hmm. can't be done this way. Uh, you've got the lazy who is very hard to get to work at all. But then he says there's only one other type, and that's the willing. That's right. We're not saying brilliant, uh, or we're saying willing as a major coin, uh, the coin of the realm, so to speak. Right. Okay, so you're looking for that in your hiring process. You're nurturing it from the receptionist to the guy who's the janitor, mm. uh, the warehouse manager, uh, the fellows who process the, 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 the tapes, uh, a willingness. Uh, and, and with that, you can do almost anything with people and the company. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's also a caring. If I might just read, uh, Hubbard says in a, something called the management series under leadership, a common denominator to all good executives is the ability to communicate, to have affinity for their area and their people, and to be able to achieve a reality on existing circumstances. All this adds up to understanding. An executive who lacks these qualities or abilities is not likely to be very successful. Mm, interesting. So the, the executive in the ivory tower who sits behind the desk, who's not in communication with the staff, that's a road to disaster. Exactly. Now that may have worked at some point, and, and it, in, in some odd sets of circumstances it may work today, but if you want a company of long duration and strength, that's not the way to, to run a business. Mm, makes sense. All right, so now you, we've got the right staff. Mm -hmm. We've got willing employees, which you've nurtured and, and worked towards achieving. Right. What about the organization itself? How are these, how are these people placed to get maximum benefit? Well, certainly the areas of interest that they have, as far as I'm concerned, is, is, is the way that you determine who is good for what. Mm -hmm. I, just today I spoke to a fellow, 
Uh, and uh, unlike other companies, we hire people who are in their 50s and 60s because these are usually people who are seasoned, who know what they're doing, and if they have a willingness, I think they're the best people in the world. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to this, this fellow today, and, and he had indicated that uh, you know he liked this area and this area and that area, but I had a specific position that I wanted to hire him for. Uh, but unless he feels that this is of interest to him, that he can do well after he thoroughly understands what it is that that position encompasses, uh, he wouldn't be right for that position. Hmm. So you don't just fill the slot. No, we're, we're looking no. for a, we, a we match connecting up. Right. Very nice. Exactly. Very nice. Okay. Well, we're going to take a break in a minute, but I, I want everyone to know that what you're hearing from Ben Kugler is applied management procedures, and they're all possible to learn and to implement into your business. And we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. What do you guys want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? Speaking with Ben Kugler, entrepreneur, CEO of DVA, distribution video and audio. And we're covering a lot of uh, fundamentals concerning relationship with staff. And, and Ben, uh, you seem to feel that the core of, of a company is indeed not only the products they're producing, but the, the, the staff, the personnel that, that go with that. In fact, they are the company. Absolutely. Uh, as I mentioned before, they are the best resource that any company can have. Mm -hmm. uh, and I can't under, underscore this or highlight it enough. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that Hubbard also says under, uh, it was a policy letter called Manners. Mm -hmm. You have no idea how important people are. There is a reversed ratio. Those at the bottom have a self-importance far greater than those at the top who are important. A char lady, which is a cleaning lady, mm -hmm. A char lady's concept of her own importance is far greater than that of a successful general manager. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're dealing with people, we're dealing with the idiosyncrasies of people, not only your own staff, but your, your prospects and, and, and the people that you're trying to sell to. And, and this is really where the magic comes in. Uh, I think I mentioned to you earlier that uh, when one is trying to build a company, it's, it's essential that you, you really work with these people uh, and, and you train them. Otherwise, I mean, you can break them and blow them out the door or you can make it work. And, and that's really the key mm -hmm. to having a success, a very successful sales team. Mm -hmm. 
Now, speaking of sales team, all right, we've got personnel, we've got a terrific relationship, everybody's getting along, they're all productive. What about the salesperson? How, what, how would you describe the elements of the successful salesperson given that that's, in essence, the business you're in? Right. Well, first of all, he has to understand what is the product or service that you really have to sell. If he doesn't understand that, mm -hmm. uh, all is lost. Mm -hmm. okay. Well, when you say understand that, I think you mean it a little deeper than, uh, uh, by the way, we sell pens, Bob, and this is what we're about. Uh, why don't you elaborate on it a little well, bit? Well, at, at Millard Maintenance, I, I had a, a, a rule that anyone who was on a sales line would work for one to two weeks as a janitor. That, that's what they would do, not just to get their fingers dirty, but so that they would learn actually how we cleaned buildings, that our way of cleaning was different. Hmm. If they didn't know that firsthand, how would they have the uh, conviction to sell our service. Yeah, we used to call that FCB, faith, confidence, and belief, which only comes from experiencing the product itself. Very good. Exactly. And, and the same thing in the current business, uh, salespeople work in the warehouse. They, mm. they have an understanding of what it is that we sell and why, it is, why we sell this particular product. Mm -hmm. You know, there are, there are corporations that have switch days where management, I know in, in the Marriott hotels, I believe, they'll once a year, all the senior execs, they're carrying luggage and they're in the kitchens and so on and so forth. It's a good mm -hmm. point, yeah. very good point. It, 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 and anyone who doesn't want to do that, like anyone who had a problem working as a janitor mm. or being in the warehouse, I actually would have a problem because sure. where's their willingness? You right. know? There's a little bit of a defiant negative there. Right, and not only that, you probably experienced it yourself. I'm well, sure that you were out there doing the floors until you became the exec. Yes. You've been in the warehouse of your own company, yes. which actually started, as I understand it, in their kitchen anyway. Right, right. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely come a long way, and, and uh, I think the thing that has driven it, which, it, which drives almost any growing company, is marketing and sales. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think you wanted to, you know, I, I have a way that I, I, I can observe, and I think many who use this method can quickly tell whether a salesperson is going to make it or not. Mm -hmm. And that is? And that is stats, uh, statistics. Uh, for, first, the individual has to, as I said, know what the product or service is. Mm -hmm. Then he has to be uh, indoctrinated, so to speak, but in a, in a good way, with how to communicate. And there, there's a whole process there. But then once he does that, there is a very defined, definitive manner in which he will keep his statistics so that we can determine whether there is ample outflow. One of the things that Hubbard said is that outflow equals inflow, okay? Mm -hmm. So to the degree that one outflows in great abundance, mm -hmm. one will inflow. Mm -hmm. And in the 36 years that I've been in business, I have found that when all else fails, stable datum number one is outflow equals inflow. So we staticize how these salespeople are to you know, make up mm -hmm. their eight, nine hour day. Meaning uh, how many calls out and well, how many contacts? Or? Well, let, let's, let's start at the bottom. Uh, rather than call it a dial, what you'd have is where the individual actually leaves a message. Because if you make a call and you don't say who you are, your telephone number, and the name of your company, it's as though it never existed. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there is no outflow when you don't reach anyone, even a voicemail. Mm -hmm. So if you do that, Good. So there, there is the smallest statistic right there. The next thing is finding the decision maker. You can waste more time mm. in a business talking to the wrong person. Mm -hmm. I don't care whether you want to sell them cleaning services 
or uh, a million videos by talking to the individual who is not a decision maker. Mm -hmm. So you have to reach the decision maker. Next, you have to get the okay to bid or to quote. Okay, so now you're moving up the food chain statistically. And then you're getting very close to the, to the big statistic, which is you've got the sale. Mm -hmm. So these things are all graphed, and you can plot the success, the trend of that individual, how he's doing in the very first week. Hmm. All right, so now, now that you've tracked this, mm -hmm. how do you use it thereafter? Well, obviously we want the trend to go up. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes you know, there'll be a day that'll go like this, but it, it needs to go in an upward mm -hmm. manner. Now, so you're it, collecting these numbers daily. Absolutely, mm. absolutely. Uh, and this is not the only area of our business that we staticize. Uh, we have uh, 35 statistics that we keep close tabs on uh, in all the different divisions of our company. But getting back to sales and marketing, or sales specifically, uh, if those substats keep building, there is no question, and this individual uh, has the other points that he's been trained on in, by in, I mean he understands and he mm -hmm. grasps, there is no way that he will not succeed. Mm -hmm. But without these statistics, I have no way of knowing whether this guy is going to make it or not. He could PR me, and I wouldn't know unless mm -hmm. I saw the statistics. Right, so words, he, he could tell you, you know, oh, everything's great. You know, I'm, I've got a few sales coming in tomorrow. I talked to but this you're, person. You're looking at these sub-statistics, meaning how many messages were left, how many uh, uh, decision makers he was actually in contact with. Right. And this gives the management, gives uh, the owner certainty, given that they do all the things when they do get a hold of this person. Mm -hmm. If they do that in volume, then statistics inevitably go up. Exactly. And right. there's one final thing that we do so that I can, I can qualify whether it's true or a sales manager can qualify it and that is that the the salesman makes a determination as to the hotness or warmness or coldness of the prospect in other words mm -hmm. from a scale of one to ten ten being red hot mm -hmm. uh, there's an evaluation that's done and then that is then checked to see whether he's 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 operating off of our system on this evaluation mm -hmm. and if he is then we're all on the same page. Right. So that would be interesting because you can't fool that system. That's right. In a sense, if if somebody, if I keep putting down nine, 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 eventually we're, we're all these nines are supposed to come to a sale. Or I start calling the nines, or a sales manager starts calling the nines, and oh, uh, your salesman Joe Dokes, yeah, I vaguely remember him. Oh, what what did we talk about? Well, right there, in 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 a week or less, we'll know whether right. we've got someone who is duplicating what this system is and using it or falsifying it. Right. Now how much of this, how much of the drilling and the role playing is done to get this, uh, this system working well? Well, it depends on the type of business, obviously, but in our business it's, it's not brain surgery. It's pretty, it's pretty easy. Mm -hmm. uh, and this can be done within a matter of days, certainly mm -hmm. within a week. But it, it's, it's something that is constantly refined uh, because as, as one sets a quota initially and then the quota gets bigger, those skills have to change. And uh, this is something that we, it's an ongoing basis of, of imparting more and more skills. And that's one of the nice things about the Hubbard College. There are a number of courses where anyone can improve mm. their sales ability. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now uh, let's step back a moment and say, okay, we've got, we know how to sell, we can close, mm -hmm. but do we have enough prospects? 
Okay, and, and how does that play into the marketing mix? Well, well that's a very good point. Uh, depending upon the product or service that we're selling, one of the things that, uh, that has been successful for me is defining who your market is, hmm. clearly defining. So if, if we're dealing with, we have a particular uh, non-entertainment product, it's called the home back system, and, and we sell to chiropractors and to uh, physiotherapists. So we have identified who that market is, mm -hmm. and it's a finite group, and we just constantly outflow, whether it's direct mail, telemarketing, uh, even conventions, uh, emails. You believe in massive. Oh, tremendous amounts uh, of, of outflow. Because, and I can see that too, because we live in a, in a society that has incredible numbers of messages going out all the time, and unless you're repetitive, maybe yours gets lost in the, in the shuffle. Right. One of one of the one of the stable datums I also have of Hubbard's is one time uh, one time reach is nothing. Mm. Second time is nothing until you you've actually reached in a very short period of time three to five times. They don't even know who you are. Mm. So some people who do a, a a mass mailing and they get a poor response and they let it go and they they think that oh this market won't work or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's not true. Right. You've got so, to do it three to five. So marketing times. is a campaign right. as opposed to a a one-shot deal. Oh, I tried that. I tried marketing once. It didn't work. Massive outflow. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. So you use all of these different mediums in terms of, uh, again, uh, 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 email, fax. Direct mail. Direct mail. Conventions. Uh, uh, we, we are we, we, personal visits, pressing the flesh. Uh, but obviously, the, the the reach from the prospect has to be much higher up on the food chain Got it. To, to go all over the country to do that. Great. Ben Kugler, thanks for what you've shared with us. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this evening on Business Wise. I think we've covered a fair amount of territory. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope indeed that it, you have become wiser for having listened and watched the show. And do tell your friends, your associates, and others so that they too can gain the material and wisdom that we have shared with you tonight. Good night.